Dear listeners, Sai Ram. We now bring you Vahini Satsang. Today's episode was first aired on the 19th January 2017 as part of Thursday Live programs on Asia Stream of Radio Sai. This program was hosted by Bishu and Sai Prakash of Team Radio Sai. सत्संग If you have been following this program for the last 6 weeks we have started this discussion wherein we ruminate on Bhagwan's own writings and we started with Prema Vahini the first series of articles that flowed from the divine stylus and with Bhagwan's grace along with Sai Prakash who is the co-host of this program we also have today in the studios for Vahini Satsang Mr Amit Sood from Delhi Mr Amit Sood is a sales and marketing executive he has been heading the sales and marketing functions of many multinational companies for decades for more than 25 years he has had an exceptional career in marketing and sales and currently he has moved on to be a leadership coach so he's coaching corporate leaders after having spent two and a half decades in the corporate sphere and what is more important is mr amit sood has been a very ardent devotee of bhagwan he grew up as a balvika student and someone who has been trying to live his teachings in his life he's been a very active sevadal member in fact he's here in prashant nilayam as part of the delhi seva the satyasai organizations contribution to prashant nilayam seva which happens annually so he just completed his seva serving in the cycle bond hall and we are fortunate that we met and today he is here with us in the studio so welcome to you mr amit sood to vahini satsang thank you so much vishal sairam sairam so dear listeners uh, let's move on we were discussing the second chapter of prema vahini and we had uh, ruminated on the first three paragraphs we'll now move on to the last two paragraphs so let me play the 2.4 and 2.5 paragraphs of prema vahini chapter 2 emi cheyuchundinanu manavunaku ekagrata pradhanam atti ekagrataku samadrushtiye shubhadrushti simhamu entati murugarajainanu mundunaku moodu adugulu vesi వెనుకకు తిరిగి చూచుచుండను ఎందుకట్లు క్రూర జంతువులకు ఏకాగ్రత ఎట్లు కుదురును కాకి పిల్లి సింహముల కన్నులు ఎల్లప్పుడూ నలువైపులా చూచుచుండును వాటి చూపులు ఏ వేళలందు బెదురుచూ చెదురుచూ ఉండును హింసావృత్తి గల ప్రతి ప్రాణి యొక్క స్థితి ఇటులనే ఉండును వాట్ ఎవర్ మ్యాన్ మే డూ ఏకాగ్రత కాన్సన్ట్రేషన్ ఇస్ ఇంపార్టెంట్ For such one-pointed concentration, Samadrishti 
और इक्वल विजन इज शुभ दृष्टि और ऑस्पिशियस विजन इवन दो द लायन इज द किंग ऑफ द फॉरेस्ट एवरी टाइम इट वॉक्स थ्री पेसिस फॉरवर्ड इट लुक्स बैक वाई इज इट सो कैन वाइल्ड एनिमल्स है आईज ऑफ द क्रो कैट ऑन लायन ऑलवेज लुक इन ऑल डायरेक्शंस their vision is always rid with fear and scattered this is the state of every wild natured being so that is what bhagwan says here he emphasizes the aspect of ekagrata one pointed concentration and very beautiful statement here isn't it saiprakash swami says samadrishti equal vision is auspicious vision yeah uh, swami says one pointedness and samadrishti um, are these the same when swami says samadrishti and one pointedness no, swami says for such one pointed concentration mm-hmm. equal vision is auspicious vision so for equal vision mm-hmm. to have equal vision which is auspicious vision mm-hmm. you need to have one pointed concentration okay in fact uh, yeah. yeah you know just one thought when swami is talking about one pointedness yeah uh, as i was listening to it you know what swami used to tell us when we were students yes uh, when we were students uh, for us one pointedness was very essential yes. and it is essential <laughs> right now as well yes. but as students uh, you know um the the supply and demand for lord ganesha goes up exponentially <laughs> as the exams come closer <laughs> yes. and somehow or the other we think lord ganesha is going to excuse <laughs> all the nights we slept early and <laughs> didn't bother to study but you know two things come to my mind if i may share i mean yeah. one thing is uh, the advice that swami would give to students because of this uh, one pointedness um he would say talk less Yes. Talk less. So when you talk less, your memory power increases. Yes. And you're able to concentrate better, and you're able to focus. And then he would also say, writing once is equivalent to reading a hundred times. Yes. So you may read the same chapter again and again and again, but if you are able to write it once, you know, just see it and write yes. it once, and then close the book and write it again, and then he says it won't go out of your memory; it will stay in your memory. that kind of one one pointed concentration in fact our chemistry teacher in the school when we were had to appear for the 10th class examination uh, 10th or 12th rather 12th standard so we had to you know know a lot of equations chemical equations what he would suggest is just write all the 50 equations that you have to know by heart just write it and display it on the cupboard just keep looking at it every day every day just keep looking at it yes wow <laughs> you would say just look at it <laughs> yes. and you know it will just sink into sink you thank you yeah absolutely in fact uh, two things uh, come to my mind uh, as you're talking about the school days mm-hmm. so i used to talk yes uh, tell a lot about less talk and used to also mention less connections less contacts less yes. contacts yes so i think both were both are towards that same facet of sharpening your one pointed concentration exactly basically in today's terms less distractions <laughs> <laughs> but the other aspect um, uh, that you also uh, refer to uh, about the school atmosphere you know again this occurs to me because you know when you mentioned school 
one pointedness just hit me because if you have been a student in Sri Satyasa Higher Secondary School, Prashant Nilayam, which I, I can vouch for, hmm. one pointedness comes very naturally because whatever you do, you do it only for Swami. Right. I mean, the atmosphere in the school is so charged hmm. with what what else can we do for swami what else can, can i do a card can i you know can i sing can i dance the whole year would be spent to learn one mantra or two mantra so that once a year i will get a chance to stand next to bhagwan and chant and i get one path namaskaram you know you will spend your whole year um, trying to uh, run and pick up your skills in a game so that at the end of the year when there's a prize distribution ceremony probably i'll have one picture with swami and i think you know that one pointedness uh, how Swami inculcated, inculcated in us uh, is something uh, which is very phenomenal and I think along with that you know as he was uh, you know granting unconsciously that one pointed concentration on him I think we also developed equal vision to accept whatever came <laughs> as his prasadam right right I think you know many times I know of situations you know uh, um, especially in the school I remember you know when I joined Swami used to give prizes to all the winners right i mean all you had to do it, it didn't matter whether you were an athletics champ or you were just one of the 10 who cleared uh, the 10000 meters in the you know, in the first what uh, was that called uh, you know you par- participate and complimentary you know Com- compensatory prize yeah yeah. yeah there was comp- yeah there was for 10000 meters actually yeah, yeah. Yeah, even if you are not the first second third you know there'll be this um, whatever complimentary compensatory <laughs> so, some, I forget the name but <laughs> yeah. even that certificate Swami would give That's a, yeah so all you had to do so it, so it didn't matter whether you won like uh, five first prizes long jump high jump first and everything or you just won one certificate ultimately you will get one picture with Swami and you will you'll get it from Bhagwan. no see that <laughs> is the beautiful aspect of competition versus you know um coming together cooperation cooperation yes so he says sports should encourage cooperation more than competition competition (laughs) i remember recently there was a conversation around uh, the sports day Mm. and uh, uh, i remember a conversation which i which i heard wherein somebody asked swami swami year after year you are watching these uh, these uh, acrobatics and almost um, a lot of it appears to be repetitive mm-hmm. and some of it uh, you know one can get bored to how do you again and again watch this Swami says to you it might be repetitive but to me I'm watching a new child every day and from <laughs> his side it is the same level of affection yes yes absolutely every child. oh yeah absolutely and why I mentioned this is you know the, there came years when suddenly, uh, for whatever reason, Swami did not give individual prizes. Like whole year you worked right. to get that individual photograph with Bhagwan, but Swami decided uh, to give prizes only to the champions. You know, only the athletic champs got. And and in the subsequent years, you know, you worked whole year for that. And again, Swami threw a surprise, and only um, one house cup. Captains. Yeah, only the one cup was given, perhaps to or or the only the house captains. You know, it slowly dwindled like that. But you know, I will not go into the stories. I mean, there have been very beautiful stories of how Swami compensated each one's prayer. You know, people, you know, Swami knows how to how to bless us with whatever we are pined for. But but at that moment, you know, when that didn't happen, uh, you had to develop that samadrishti. You know, you you will at that point in time you will feel okay what, for what I was doing. I was doing it for Swami. You know, so so why am I expecting something? You know, I was doing it for Swami, so that's fine. 
mm. I have done it for him. In fact, this really reminds me of Professor Kasturi. Professor Kasturi, uh, who, whom everyone would think, who, as someone who had a very very honky dory life, you know, someone who, who lived with Bhagwan, who was Bhagwan's biographer, Bhagwan's translator, someone who travelled with Bhagwan, someone who was uh, literally with Bhagwan dawn till dusk, caretaker of the ashram, secretary to Bhagwan. Everyone would have probably, you know, you would imagine that he had great life. But actually, if you see the personal life of Professor Kasturi, it was just simply a life of tragedies. That's all it was. Because his uh, wife was for 11 years uh, paralyzed and she predeceased him. And he had two sons. One of them passed away when he was in his prime of youth. And the other son had retired and you know when he was thinking now finally he will spend time with this other son and together they were actually spreading Swami's message spreading Swami's message going to villages in Karnataka and you know singing and speaking the Satya Sai Katha which he had written in Kannada suddenly he passed away he was a PhD when he was 85 the other son passed away at 60 he was 60 and then he had a daughter who whose marriage was on rocks right from the beginning so when but you never ever felt if you looked at if you you know anyone who has interacted with Professor Kasturi you ask them they will say oh Professor Kasturi is such a lovely person how much joy he used to give us how beautiful he was talking to it only angelic expressions of love and joy you you know you get whenever you you speak to people about Professor Kasturi and it really reminds me of that he, he was able to have this equal vision perhaps because of that one pointed concentration on Bhagwan. In fact, once when I was speaking to Madam Padma Kasturi, uh, daughter, daughter of Professor Kasturi, you know, she told, she said that once I asked uh, my father, I can't understand you, because when my sons come, when your grandsons come from Bangalore, you speak to them so lovingly, so endearingly. It seems you're so attached to them. You know, you shower so much love, and then again after some time, when I see, you, you look so removed from everything. What are you? I mean, are you really <laughs> this attached or are you did? And Professor Kasturi says, Oh, okay, okay, I duped you also. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, the intoxication of Swami's love, perhaps, love. that he had, uh, his heart totally immersed in. Yes. That neutralized all the pain and there was none of that existed. Yes. I'm reminded uh, of a beautiful incident that Ramdas yes. talks, uh, talks about. And uh, here Ramdas was a Harvard professor um, who became a follower of Neem, Kuro, Neem Kiroli Baba. And so once he was he says completely intoxicated with love of Krishna for hours and hours he experienced Krishna consciousness he says wherein he was totally immersed in love of Krishna and along as he was actually thinking of Krishna and reciting singing to Krishna he happened to be driving on a highway at a very slow speed mm-hmm. now in complete intoxication there was a blue light in his rear view mirror when that blue light came, his immediate thought was that, mm. it, that it is he who has come. Wow. The one that I've been <laughs> thinking about. He, and now, of course, gradually it dawned on him, it is actually a foolish guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, he stops on the side. The trooper, as he calls him, comes along. But Ramdas is so intoxicated with love yes. that he's showering the same 
affection, same unconditional love as he calls it, that he received from Neem Kiroli Baba on the police guy. Wow. So as the police guy comes forward and he's asking for his license and registration number, please. And he is ready to give his life to him. <laughs> <laughs> Because in him, he sees Krishna right now, all that exists around him yes. is Krishna. Krishna. And so gradually, this police guy begins to be moved with love. Now, how often he says, is a police guy refusing unconditional love from a person he stops? So a conversation begins where the police guy doesn't want to let him go, although there is no fault of his. So they become best of friends as if who have known each other for long and they are talking about cars for several minutes. <laughs> Now Ramdas is talking about this incident that they run out of topics. They are strangers <laughs> finally. But there is so much love that the police guy is unconditionally receiving. Wow. He does not want to le le let uh, Ramdas go. No. Finally, he lets him go. And he says, run along. He says, there's nothing that I can do with you. I have to do with you. And as he gradually drives away, he looks in his rear view mirror and this tough police guy is actually waving him away. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Having mm. received abundance of love yes. from him. Yes. So once one is in completely yes. intoxicated with yes. this love. That one pointed concentration. Absolutely. Then you have that uh, Samadrishti as Bhagwan is saying. In fact, why I mentioned about Padma Kasturi is there's, uh, there is one very 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 powerful thing once she mentioned because one day when Professor Kasturi returned from uh, one of his talks you know, which is to give to foreigners generally she was very upset you know she said what is the point of you going out and giving talks every other day you know you go and tell that Swami saved this person Swami saved that person Swami cured this person look at your own family your wife is in this condition my marriage is on rocks you lost your son what have you gained from all this I can't understand why, why do you do all this it doesn't mean any, Swami doesn't mean anything to us And Professor Kasturi says, whatever you are saying, it might make sense to you. As far as I am concerned, whenever Swami helps anyone else, He is helping me. As far as I am concerned, Swami is God. So, I have absolute faith that whatever He has done is what is best for me. Why do you I don't even think that you know you are mine and this is my wife my daughter for whomever Swami blesses he is blessing me beautiful I think you know when I read this line that equal vision is auspicious vision this is what actually came to my mind because you know when you have that kind of uh, one pointed concentration on on the Lord um, you are blessed with such equal vision come joy or sorrow everything you take it with that equanimity and and that and that's when i think our vision becomes so auspicious absolutely and auspicious vision is equal vision once yeah. it becomes auspicious immersed in swami yes then everything appears to be the same as it did to yes. professor kristuli yes there was no pain and there was little pleasure yes. everything just the same same Actually, that talking about vision, there's another very beautiful incident that comes to my mind. There was this uh, long-time devotee of Bhagwan, Mr. Deen Dayal Gupta, and he used to come to Brindavan. And uh, many Brindavan teachers, you know, our teachers, they used to narrate this story, where uh, they have seen this uh, devotee who would come to the old bungalow in those days, way back in the 70s, and he would always stand in front of the old bungalow and sing this line, Tere Siva Prabhu Koi Nahi Hai, Tujko Mera Pranam, and he would be blind. 
and you they have seen that you know he would always sit there and pour out his heart singing this song and they should always wonder who this guy is you know and but Swami used to give him that chance and after many years suddenly saw they saw that he has got his eyes back and that's when they asked him about you know how all this happened and then he says that many years ago like more than 20 years ago he had come to Bhagwan and Swami at that point in time said see according to your karmas you are not supposed to be having eyes you are supposed to lose your eyesight so I am giving you a choice you decide whether you want to undergo that suffering in this life or you want to postpone to a future life so um, he says you take your time you think and tell me and Mr. Deendhyal Gupta he immediately said Swami in this birth I know you and I can understand you I can understand why you are doing it for me and I have seen you so I am fine I will I will undergo it this time Swami says okay so you take the train go home once you reach home from tomorrow onwards you will not have your eyesight and so that's how it happens so he goes back home and after that also you know he had accepted that very happily he would come for darshan and he would just stand you should do this when he had eyes and after that also he continued to do and and so Swami had told him he is going to be blind for life and so so that went on and on and suddenly after many years 20 years one day one of his eyes started uh, discharging some uh, liquid and you know so he was wondering what is happening all his relatives and sons children they told him that you know get your eyes operated he refused he said no this is something that Swami has asked me to undergo and I'm perfectly fine with it you should never go for any medical uh, treatment but that morning when all this was happening he was thinking what should I do he was thinking should I write a letter to Swami should I ask anything and suddenly his grandson runs and uh, gives him a paper and says there's a telegram for you and he takes the telegram and he reads it (laughs) and it's written get your other eye operated Baba (laughs) 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 so that is when he gets the other eye operated and after 20 years he gets his vision back so you know what see when he had the eyes the amount of love that he had for Bhagawan was the same when he lost all the eye both the eyes the same I mean here you have vision literally (laughs) vision literally and you know metaphorically and and then he was blessed with that auspicious vision Uh, auspicious vision of not only seeing the Lord but seeing everything as the Lord's play I think uh, it's really in fact um, after this one pointedness Swami makes a very beautiful point he says this kind of one pointedness is not uh, possible in animals yes he says animals those who um, those who have this nature of harming others See, the animal nature, he says, those who have this nature of harming others, the moment you harm somebody else, which is kind of hardwired in animals, they have to harm, they have to kill others for eating food. So, they are always filled with fear. Fear. 
fear and their vision is very unstable yes. they keep looking here and there so swami says that crow cat yes and lion all lion. of them keep looking here and there all the time yes because Be- because it is read with fear exactly yes so uh, this is a very unique point you know uh, one pointedness and fear yes so he says if you have this nature of harming others if you have yes. that inbuilt nature of harming like that is an animal nature correct you cannot get this samadrishti nor yes. can you get ekagrata that yes. is one point in fact the two thoughts that come to my mind you know anybody who has fear uh, is someone who has at some point in time has hurt someone i know and and you are expecting you don't know when what is going to recoil absolutely i think that that is that is what always bothers you that's why there's the reason why you you are having sleepless nights <laughs> that's the reason why absolutely <laughs> i'm reminded of how mahatma gandhi even for those who ruled against him um, who uh, passed judgments against him or who were his jailers when he was actually in prison he would make slippers for them hmm. <laughs> and, wow. and pure acts of love for them wow. and he would carry no harsh feeling pure mm. love for them as well wow. and that is what got him the samdrishti samdrishti yes where everyone saw him even the british when yeah. he traveled to britain <laughs> he received abundant love, love. from yes. the people who were losing yeah. jobs because uh, mahatma gandhi was here advocating use of khadi yes so the people who worked in the, the clothes industries there yes. were losing jobs but yes. they were filled with affection yes. for, for gandhi ji even there yes and the other thought that interesting but <laughs> comes to my mind is here swami says can wild animals have one pointed concentration but i feel one being which contradicts this is the nandi <laughs> because the nandi has one pointed concentration on the lord if you have one really one pointed concentration on the lord then you can evolve from being an wild natured being to actually being a divine natured being i think the nandi is almost a deity now we worship you have right. to but provided you have that one pointed concentration sai geeta sai geeta yes <laughs> <laughs> we can go on about sai geeta <laughs> yeah i mean it just reminds me that uh, you know if if there is any animal which serves to turn mankind onto the divine eventually becomes divine <laughs> i think that's what we have seen in the story of sai geeta or nandi absolutely beautifully sir <laughs> one pointed concentration <laughs> So we'll move on to the next uh, paragraph. Manuni andu somya drushti ravalenu. Ee srushti antayu kalyana mayamavale tochavalenu. Manapai manaku vishwasam unnatlu sarva srushti meeda undavalenu. Indulo bhayame unnadi. Prakrutilo chedu ye maatramunu ledu. Chedugu ekkadeni unnacho adi mana drushtilone. Mana drushtini patte srushti undanu. Manam veskonna kanti addala rangunu patti ప్రకృతి రంగులు మారును కదా మ్యాన్ షుడ్ హ్యావ్ ప్లెజెంట్ విజన్ ది ఎంటైర్ క్రియేషన్ షుడ్ అపియర్ యాజ్ ప్రొవైడెడ్ విత్ ఆస్పీషియస్నెస్ జస్ట్ యాజ్ వీ హ్యావ్ ఫెయిత్ ఇన్ అవర్ సెల్స్ వీ షుడ్ హ్యావ్ ఫెయిత్ ఆన్ ద ఎంటైర్ క్రియేషన్ వేర్ ఈస్ ద స్కోప్ ఆఫ్ ఫియర్ ఇన్ దిస్ ఇన్ నేచర్ దెర్ ఇస్ నో ఈవిల్ వాట్స్ ఎవర్ ఇఫ్ దెర్ ఇస్ ఈవిల్ ఎనీవేర్ దట్ ఈస్ ఇన్ అవర్ విజన్ ఓన్లీ as our vision so is the creation will not the color of creation change based on the color of the glasses we wear so mr amit you are someone who are living in the world who are someone who has 
spent 25 years dealing with all kinds of people in the corporate sphere. Do you agree that there is no evil anywhere? Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when one looks outside filled with thoughts of either you know happenings that in what in wha- wherein one oneself has been involved in some kind of a negative deed everything else appears to be bad i remember when i had uh, joined one of uh, the american multinationals as general manager a lot of senior people uh, who were um, elder to me were reporting to me at that time and at this point of time as i was taking on this position i was filled with tremendous apprehension that i will not receive loyalty from them hmm. because they will feel insecure in my presence and now i'm so I'm, i was younger by almost 25 sometimes i was a, younger to them by 18 years 20 years how would they be able to accept me as their boss so as long as i was working with them i was filled with this anticipation of they're about to be doing something wrong to me hmm and i found that for years i was not able to let go of this <laughs> until one day it dawned on me wherein i heard swami talked and i had heard this before but it is up to swami to make sure that it enters our head also <laughs> where swami was talking about universe is a reflection reaction resound of your own thoughts words and deeds mm. and instead of putting spotlight on their actions i st- put started putting it on my thoughts how am i treating them Mm-hmm. what are my thoughts about them am i already doubtful whether they are doing anything wrong or not and i resolved against all odds in my heart that at least i would shower total care and affection upon them and give them an opportunity to be loyal mm-hmm. and let me see if it works out if it doesn't work out we are back to the square one we are not in working positions and it changed things completely wow uh, Yeah, I'm really. I was really surprised wherein I got. I won their hearts, mm-hmm. and people much elder to me admired me for the little that I knew of the job, and mm-hmm. we became best of friends. Wow. And even today, we continue to be. Wow. So actually, whatever feeling I see others with, whatever is there in my eyes, whatever is there in my heart towards them, is how they appear to me. They aren't actually isolated from who I am. In fact, I remember hearing once. a wise man tell that the entire world as it is being the image is being formed actually in our head we are listening in our ear which is inside our head the image of what is happening outside is actually be, is being formed in our eyes which is also inside our head the reaction to what is happening outside whether it is joy or jealousy yes. or anger yes. is also happening inside our head and heart yes so all of what is happening outside i am reacting to inside this self or this body of mind which i have actually started considering so if i can turn this into loving being if i can be loving towards others in my own feeling and if i look at them with positive feeling and beauty and i anticipate the best from them all that will happen on all that will appear to me is beautiful wow in fact uh, that makes me um, reflect on how bhagwan you know looked at all of us i think i think that is the reason why he he inspired so much goodness out of every person you know we might think that this person is a politician how could you know we we have lot of reservations in in trying to love that person in trying to shovel affection on that person but i think bhagwan uh, had no uh, issue at all in showering love uh, on anyone and I, and i think that is the reason why you know 
whatever goodness was there on everyone they just acquired so much of momentum and so much of uh, galvanizing proportions absolutely you know a very interesting episode comes to mind you were there in kodaikanal as well yes you know in the year 1999 somebody had bought a property from swami yes and <laughs> <laughs> and he was yet to pay the money to the trust <laughs> like the agreement everything was done and that gentleman obviously there was some delay and <laughs> He, he would come for darshan and swami would give him interview and talk to him and the trustees and the elders like they would say swami did you he suppose swami says i have no differentiation <laughs> he is coming to me as a devotee and i i i don't even see that you know he was something to means it's a very important lesson actually yes see even when somebody owes you money like okay in this case he had to pay the trust Uh, because he uh, acquired the property from the trust but swami has no differentiation yes unconditional love. unconditional love there is no condition at all and is um, giving is just continuously showering <laughs> love in fact there was a lot of discussion and uh, some of the teachers were saying swami how do we do like that <laughs> how do we live like that swami says i have no reservations of any kind and another thing which comes to mind is this reflection reaction resound on one hand uh, yes the whole world is a reflection reaction resound of what is within us but when swami was in the physical form he is also a reflection reaction resound yes. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> he would also reflect and react and resound you know exactly you know he will echo what is inside your heart <laughs> and he will echo what's in your mind there is this beautiful story of one of the alumni like when uh, when he was a student uh, passing his 11th uh, 11th and 12th standard swami said kya kar sakta hai after 12th standard then he said swami you should guide me become ias officer very good job then he said yes swami thank you swami for guiding me next day maine kya bola not ias sir ifs <laughs> <laughs> then he said yes swami then again he comes next day dekho all that you leave aside you become a good businessman <laughs> you are good for business <laughs> he said swami okay swami no 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 you become teacher that is good <laughs> then he thought something is seriously wrong here <laughs> like it is to change by the day now it's changing by the minute <laughs> and uh, he said swami now what do i what should i become should i join the army should i do this should i do that so swami had covered all uh, you know he said swami what why are you doing this Why are you not guiding me? Me Swami said, "What can I do? Your mind is confused, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so I am only reflection. I am reflecting what's in your mind. Beautiful. Your mind is full of confusion. So that is fusion. So <laughs> I am only reflecting what is in oh. your mind." And then he asked Swami, "Swami, but that's not the reason I am coming to you. I want to know what you want to tell me. How mm. will I know that? And this is the very beautiful part." because that's relevant for all of us at all times and swami said dekho it is very simple when it rains there are lot of puddles on the road you know in which which as you're crossing and going you look inside the puddle do you see your own face no you can't because there is lot of mud it's muddy water muddy water so when there's lot of muddy water you can't see your own face but if you clear of all the mud if there is clean water then you can see your own reflection 
So Swami says, clear your mind. Remove all the dirt from your mind. Remove all the ripples from your mind. Remove all the impurities from your mind. Then my reflection will be in your heart. Wow. So he says, when you remove all that, you will know what I want you to do. Yes. That will reflect within from within you. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. So, um, you know, what Swami is saying is, animals, for example, who have this, um, who are like hardwired to harm and who have this harmful tendencies in them, they cannot have ekagrata. The I know this link between your vision and your attitude and fear is so amazing. Like I've never, uh, first time I'm I'm also kind of yad bhavam tad bhavati. Swami says, yes. as is your vision, so is your experience. So, you know, he says you can start developing good vision. Yes, and um, it's like. Uh, you know uh, you have um, a pot Swami would say whether um, the dirty water there are two ways of cleaning that you flush it with good water flush it with good water flush it with good water then all the dirty water goes out similarly you cannot change the world in which you are living in yes. but you can change yourself and when you change yourself probably three people who know you will have a positive attitude towards you then possibly a family will have a positive attitude. Then maybe your community. Then maybe a state. So, I mean, so when you change your attitude, automatically Thank what comes much. back yes. depends on how strong yes. your new attitude is. Like if you decide that my attitude is one of unity. I see that there is this divine spark in everything. Then, you know, the world will respond to you like that. Okay. You know, I was just reading this gospel of Sri Ramakrishna. And <laughs> there is a beautiful story there, which uh, Ramakrishna Paramahamsa says. He says, there was one disciple who said, "God, uh, my master told me God is in everything. The God is in everything. And uh, so there was a mad elephant running and coming and the Mohut is coming running next to it. He said, move, 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 move. <laughs> and then uh, this guy said, no. God is in this elephant also. I will stand in the center of the road. <laughs> so, he stood in the center of the road. The elephant came running and with its trunk, it just pushed him aside and continued running. And he fell down and he was so upset. He <laughs> said, my master is wrong. <laughs> and uh, they said, why? He said, he said, God is in this elephant. Then why, why didn't, uh, uh, you know, listen to my feelings? Why this reflection was not there? Then Ramakrishna Paramsa says, <laughs> in such situations, you should think that God is also in the mouth <laughs> who says, tells you to move. <laughs> God is also. In fact, I remember Swami also narrating this story. Uh, and Bhagwan says, not only that, Swami says, because you consider God in the elephant, elephant did not kill you. Finish you. No, he says that. <laughs> he, says that. <laughs> he says that. He says because you, you know, saw God in that elephant, it did not finish you. But uh, why don't you think that the <laughs> is also God? God. So yes. that uh, so Swami says yes. You need to have that. So that's why there is you know. There is a very uh, convenient philosophy which people resort to. Swami says, Bhava Advaitam, not Bahya Advaitam. Yes. Bhava Advaitam. In, in your feeling, you can have 
advaitam you you can you know you your experience is one of that of oneness and swami in his slips book conversations with sai baba he asks swami there is god in everybody atma is the same in everybody swami says so what will you start treating your uh, the servant maid who comes to your house will you treat her like your wife just because all are same swami says in that case you should think that the same divine spark is in everybody yes if you think all are same advaitam is only in the bhava bhava, bhava advaitam yes so then you respect every person you respect every person, person but you have to act according to the norms of the society you have to act according to the norms of uh, you know individuals you know because we are in this world of apparent duality yes. you have to accept those rules and regulations and then live by it but you can always because once when you have that feeling that there's divine spark in everyone you will ensure that you respect them you don't hurt them exactly and i think that and that is what is spirituality all about absolutely and when you look at world as beautiful and loving it so appears i remember uh, a zen story yeah uh, so it's a moral is also towards how the world is whatever you however you look at it so there is a samurai warrior and samurais are known to be ferocious and extremely disciplined and impeccable character supposed to be the highest of nobility and so there is a samurai warrior who goes to a zen master and asks the zen master master teach me about heaven and hell mm-hmm. the master says you call yourself a samurai warrior look at your hair they are so unkempt <laughs> this guy is taken aback and he says look at your clothes so dirty you, you samurai warrior of your clan wear impeccable perfect white and you are wearing dirty disheveled clothes this guy is beginning to get extremely angry and look at your sword and how you are holding it this shows you how untrained you are and unpracticed you are you are you have terrible discipline so this guy at this point of time is ready to strike and the more he speaks about the warrior the more angry he, he gets finally he tells this warrior the master tells him you don't deserve to know a thing you can run away from here i'm not going to tell you a thing and at this point of time the warrior takes out his sword and raises it ready to strike at the master the master tells him this my friend is hell yes <laughs> and now at this point of time the warrior realizes that deliberately the master made me angry knowing fully well that the samurai sword only a flick of my hand would have split him in two and he was ready to sacrifice his life to teach me the lesson of what hell is wow profundity of this situation moved him completely and he was filled with gratitude for the master he fell on his knees with tears in his eyes and he is bowing completely to his master and telling him thanks master tells him and this my friend is heaven heaven <laughs> wow so heaven and hell are purely in your experience yes and if we can neutralize our anger and our ecstasy to to unequanimity then the world will become <coughs> the same beautiful place as it is actually amazing in fact um there is what swami says here in nature there is no evil whatsoever might be little difficult to fathom this uh, you know i was just thinking 
you know we might think bacteria uh, is harmful and and you know today research says that you know there are we are more bacteria than <laughs> than we are humans right <laughs> we have uh, uh, 30 trillion cells in our uh, a 70 kg person has 30 trillion cells but there is 40 trillion bacteria <laughs> <laughs> so but everything uh, I think this is an, this is an exercise that we should do perhaps to see uh, when Bhagwan says there is no evil in whatsoever, um, and if there is any evil, it is only in your vision. Perhaps every time we see something and we feel this is evil, perhaps we should introspect and see and ask ourselves: Is the evil outside or is the evil inside? maybe that'll throw us a lot of insights because you know these days when you see the news channels or newspapers and you have all these things that are unpleasant and 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 that's how you paint the world that that's how you paint your perception of the world in fact there is uh, one uh, very <laughs> interesting thing again that comes to my mind which uh, professor venkatraman once asked swami he he told swami why is there so much of restlessness in the world you know why is there so much of uh, um violence and uh, peacelessness in the world and swami says um venkatraman before i come for darshan it was brindavan how is the session and uh, so he says swami everyone is quiet no but what is everyone thinking and swami they are all praying they are all waiting for you and they are all uh, you know samar in meditation samar lost in thinking about you Swami says, at this point, if suddenly there is this mother with her infant, and this infant starts crying, what happens? Swami, there is a lot of disturbance. What happens to other people? Swami, they are all very agitated. You know, someone probably will think, why are these ladies like this? Why can't they take care of the children? someone will say how come she's even sitting in the first line earlier in in our era nobody was allowed to sit in the first line there should be much more discipline someone else is saying why does she has to come for but if her baby is not fine she should not come for darshan why is she disrupting our whole that meditation so all sorts of there is chaos in everyone's mind swami says but is everyone's mind or is there anything that has happened so catastrophic there are if there are 5000 people sitting there 4999 people are fine yeah. it is just that one lady who had an infant who who, who made the infant made this noise and we paint the whole thing tomorrow <laughs> the newspapers will say that uh, um uh Sai devotees indiscipline caused <laughs> chaos <laughs> in the ashram yeah. <laughs> and they'll paint the whole ashram as in indiscipline you'll paint the whole you know sevadal community as being irresponsible not looking after people who are sitting in i think that's how yeah then i think swami also added that similar is the case with the world today world today he says there is so much of dharma yes there is so much of goodness there is so much of humanity there is so much of divinity but these acts which are outside the realm of dharma stand out and therefore yes. they get highlighted highlighted just like the child's cry gets highlighted in the hall silent hall so also when there is adharma happening that gets highlighted because that's being pushed out yes but what is also perhaps needed is that the news must also highlight 
the beauty which is there everywhere yes. like our, the literature our literature talks of so much beauty as well but the newspapers are often filled with the kind of news which we would which rather repel us early in the morning if one was to pick it up yeah that is because that is their reflection yes sir <laughs> 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 yeah. the, the news paper editors and the news writers <laughs> that's what is in their mind in fact uh, yeah <laughs> absolutely it, it is basically their uh, uh, perspective possibly uh, radio sai is one <laughs> news channel <laughs> media channel that's focusing on the positivity Positive. i'm sure there is a lot of positive yeah. um, news and media as well yes. but it doesn't get as much traction because mm. there's no sensationalism in it mm. but i think what sai prakash you mentioned is so important in the sense that you know this gets highlighted because you know on a, on a white sheet that one or two black spots they get highlighted exactly and i think that's what you know people you know, if if you utter the word murder bomb that that attracts attention if you just say smile baby it does not attract that much attention yeah. so you know so that's what the media is sort of and so it's partly because this is something which is contrary to our nature exactly very true and, and in this context swami also says that if you say, see a man smiling on the road and you are passing by you wouldn't stop and ask him why are you smiling <laughs> yes but if you see a person on the road crying, crying yes. you you might be tempted to stop and ask what's yes. making you cry yes because it's unusual for us yes. to cry yes while it's normal for us to be happy yes right you know i was just thinking because we have come to the end of chapter 2 yes maybe quickly we'll summarize chapter 1 and 2 yeah sure so please so that uh, you know let's just revise very quickly what uh, swami started he started the chapter 1 with the concept of viveka or discrimination and he said uh, why is viveka required he said compared to all other ages and yugas there is so many avenues for people in today's in kali yuga but still there is lack of peace yes and happiness so he says how do you develop this peace and happiness only by good behavior and for good behavior he said character is essential essential and he said people say that knowledge is power but according to me character is power and character is something which comes and which stays with you through lifetimes it's not just this yes. life he mentioned yes. the examples of jesus christ yes. buddha and uh, uh, vivekananda and he said that you know why are they remembered shankaracharya why are they remembered even today because they had very uh, noble character and um, so after that he went on to say that you know when you're born as an individual in a particular family in a particular situation whatever you're born with is the consequence of your previous births obviously because character um, moves with you stays sticks to you from birth to birth you're born with a certain sense of certain characters a certain nature of character that you're born with but there is ample scope to grow and he says there is ample scope to change your essential character and he gives the story examples of angulimala and ratnakara he says they they had these vasanas or they had these kind of this kind of nature but they could change it yes and uh, by good company and by you know namasmarna they were able to change it and acquire good character and then he uh, summarized the f- uh, you know concluded the first chapter by giving a list of um you know uh, qualities 
ఈ సెట్ భక్తి నిష్కామ సేవ వైరాగ్య ప్రేయర్ కాంటెంప్లేషన్ విచారణ ఈ సెట్ దీస్ ఆర్ ఆల్ గుడ్ క్వాలిటీస్ ద ద మీన్స్ బై విచ్ యూ క్యాన్ యాక్చువల్లీ ట్రాన్స్ఫార్మ్ యువర్ ఎగ్జాక్ట్ వాసనాస్ ఇన్ వర్చ్యూస్ ఎగ్జాక్ట్లీ సో హీ సెట్స్ దీస్ ఆర్ గుడ్ క్వాలిటీస్ విచ్ కెన్ హెల్ప్ యూ ఆన్ దాట్ పాత్ అండ్ దెన్ హీ అఫ్కోర్స్ కంక్లూడెడ్ చాప్టర్ వన్ బై సేయింగ్ దట్ ఇట్స్ నాట్ ఇంపార్టెంట్ యూనో దీస్ మ్యాగజీన్స్ అండ్ దీ స్పిరిచువల్ బుక్స్ దట్ దీస్ ఆర్టికల్స్ దట్ ఆర్ బీయింగ్ రిటర్న్ ఈస్ టు డ్రైవ్ పీపుల్ టు చేంజ్ దర్ నేచర్స్ బట్ జస్ట్ బై రీడింగ్ ఇట్ నథింగ్ విల్ హ్యాపన్ టు యూ ఇఫ్ యూ వాంట్ టు రీడ్ దిస్ బుక్ టు స్పెండ్ పాస్ టైమ్ it only time will pass and nothing will happen to you that's how he concluded the chapter first chapter and the second chapter which um, he starts off with saying that he continues from there and yes. he says these spiritual books magazines upanishads or gita or shastras he says these are all available at at absolutely no cost yes so cheap and so i love you know we were talking about the yes. discourse booklet <laughs> yes. and we were talking about a lot of actually gorakhpur press yes. you know uh, they they make all these books available yes. at such low geeta prices press. geeta press yeah um and it's really amazing yes. that's a kind of service they're doing but um, what swami says is they are available yes. at absolutely no cost but then he also says there are but there is no belch yes of wisdom wisdom is behind the, hidden behind the books hidden yes. behind the <laughs> books <laughs> inside the books and <laughs> their wisdom is not able to penetrate <laughs> through the the <laughs> thick the book. thick <laughs> binding and the ornate binding of the book yes and so he says it almost feels as if the god of wisdom the son of wisdom is hiding behind the piles of books yes and he says you have to grow over these books to be able to um, acquire that wisdom so all these books shastras geeta everything are just pointers yes these are just pointers and he says that kind of wisdom is available beyond the books then we go on to the next part of the chapter where he says conduct. however where, which parts where he is talking about the conduct mm bereft of culture and wisdom mm-hmm. is what is happening and what is so basically where he is taking talking about the books mm. where swami says that if you have to read any books you have to read the stories of enlightened beings no that's what so there he says that yes there are books that have all this wisdom but for those who are interested in search of truth yes those who are interested in this in searching for truth in their lives they have to read the lives of mahatmas saints yes. and uh, good literature that will develop bhagavad chintana or yes. contemplation on the on divine divine then he says if you read all other kind of books you will lose peace of mind yes and then he comes to the next point this is very subtle today the portion that we did today yes. we think uh, that you know like we were talking about our student days and how we need concentration and one pointedness so he says one pointedness is not merely the attribute of uh, you know it's not natural just because you are a human being you're a yeah. you're a person it is linked to the kind of nature that you have so if you have more of animal nature 
then you will not be able to have that one pointedness yes you will not be so you should have that you want to have that concentration he says to achieve anything in life whatever you want to achieve like suppose you want to read yes. uh, good literature you want to improve you want to have that uh, contemplation on divinity you need to have that concentration yes and that concentration can is complete is comprehensive only when you have good nature you have to get over your beast bestial tendencies exactly and he says you can start that with having good vision good vision yeah vision Samas is Rishti. so important so, uh, he would always yes. say you yes. know vision is one of the main yes. so main kinds of food in fact he has told in many discourses that only what you eat through your mouth that is not food is not what food. you see what you smell what yes. you hear whatever you to intake whatever you take in yes. that is food I mean, when you say satvik aharam yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is satvik through all the senses and th- and then this last point which he says that if you change your vision yes the whole creation changes, changes. for you yes so drishti and srishti that's what he says and he says if you wear a green pair of glasses you're going yes. to see the whole world green mm. and if you wear a red pair of glasses you'll see the whole world red yes. so i think that's where swami concludes yeah. chapter 2 wonderful i think we'll uh, move on to the next chapter uh, in the next session right and just two thoughts that come to my mind you know uh, when you mentioned about uh, converting our vasanas mm-hmm. um, bhagwan in sandeh nivarini very beautifully says that uh, a charcoal which will turn anything black you know anything that comes in contact with charcoal will have the dark shade but if it comes in contact with fire then the whole character changes it glows it glows right. and there swami says so what you need is the fire of wisdom i think that enquiry i think if once that is there then your vasanas also can be can glow into virtue in fact he adds <laughs> he adds to the same analogy he says the wind that is blowing yes. is what makes the fire sustained that wind yes. is sadhana sadhana <laughs> <laughs> wow i think let's let's pray to bhagwan that he gives us that zeal to pursue on this sadhana so that slowly one step at a time we convert our vasanas into virtues thank you so much um, Mr. Amit for being there with us we hope I hope and pray that we can have you for many more sessions Sorry. of Vaini Satsang and uh, offering our salutations and gratitude to Bhagwan for ha- giving us this giving us this beautiful opportunity to ruminate on his immortal writing Prema Vaini we thank you all dear listeners for being with us as always please feel free to share your feedback you can write to listener at radiosai.org with prayers at Bhagwan's lotus feet particularly deep Thank you so much. Sign up. You were listening to an episode of our program Vahini Satsang. This episode was first aired on the 19th January 2017 as part of Thursday Live from Prashanthinilam on Asia Stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony. This program was hosted by Bishu and Sai Prakash of Team Radio Sai. Thank you and Sai Ram.